All right, everybody, it's Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It's never out of bounds. This is a place where your Second Amendment is protected as long as you got them facts. This is your man for the thousands of time, El Jama, and I'd like to take a quick shout out to all my listeners. I know this is in the beginning stages. I understand that, and I appreciate you guys taking the time to even give me a listen to. So big up to y'all, big up to me for trying, and big up to anybody trying to do something new with their life today or in the future we got a lot to talk about kind of like we did last night uh a few things to talk about so we're gonna get right into it we got the word on the street and the I, i'm sorry the pakistani elections uh were held today and there was a couple um the main and the main uh two guys we have running here um the biggest races of uh, the well it's for the uh parliament i'm sorry for the prime minister excuse me and we have nawaz sharif uh representing the pakistani muslim league nawaz and he's going up against uh the uh, Pakistan Tariq Ian Saf party ran by Imran Khan as well as uh, Bilal Bhutto Zadari of the Pakistani People Party. At the moment, it looks like Imran Khan um, of the uh, Tariq Ian Saf party is in the league. Uh, he's a former cricket player, which goes a long way in the Pakistani Indian community. That's a major sport out there, but now he's a, a politician now. And this is very um, crucial in terms of the country's history because, A, they've never had a uh, a prime minister actually go through the full four-year term. And on top of this as well, uh, there's been a lot of uh, threats of violence, and there's so many different groups. You have a rat, you have a uh, I would say a right wing kind of conservative Muslim group here with the Muslim League. And then you have, uh, you know, you have li- more liberal groups as you go along uh, with the Tariq uh, and Soft Party, as well as the Pakistani People's Party. And so with all these different ideologies um, going on, there is there has been some threat of violence, um, some intimidation at the polling, so on and so forth. So it's very uh, important that these that this election at least goes down and like like I said, it has gone down and it looks like at the moment uh, Imran Khan is the leader there. And uh, we also got some more world news as well. Um, global warming has been an issue uh, throughout just this country uh, in America, but also worldwide as well. And uh, one of the, uh, uh, one place where it has affected is uh, is Greece. Um, there are two, uh, really, actually up to five wildfires going on right now. They first started uh, on Monday afternoon uh, in a town right outside of Greece uh, by the name of uh, Kin. I'm sorry, Kinata. Kin, uh, Kin, yeah, Kini, Kinita, exactly. I'm sorry, and that's west of Athens. And so far, this fire, uh, this fire has killed. These fires actually have killed up to 81 people, uh, injured uh, 186 more, and left a, even a hundred more. Uh, have gone missing. Now, the, like I said, the fire started Monday and they've been spreading through the 50 mile an hour winds and they're pretty much sweeping the flames and taking them 
in all different types of directions. And this is a not only affecting towns, but coastal beach resorts as well. Now, we also have another fire uh, that started in the, in the port city of Rafina. And many people have been able to escape to the beaches. Uh, there are about 700 survivors so far that they've been able to locate on the beaches. And um, there's a lot of anger, especially from the citizens right now, because they're feeling there has been no, there hasn't been any uh, protection plan for the people or enforcement. Uh, information ever released in terms of training on how to deal with natural disasters and the people are kind of dealing with that right now um again i've re i was reading through these uh these uh this stuff here and they seem to have put a lot of money in actual firefighting but not actually train people on how to evacuate letting people know what to look out for and so on and so forth uh and a lot of uh a lot of the damage also uh a lot of chemical plants have been uh in danger as well there's also been some explosions with that so that's also been adding to the fires as well um unfortunately there is it's been somewhat contained but still it's taken about 235 fighters and they're still fighting it so uh god bless to them and i hope they they get they pull through in greece now finally we're going to talk a little bit about trump and his uh, tariff war he has with china and uh, he's currently going to be offering $12.1 billion in uh, relief for farmers because of uh, basically, like I said, these trade rifts with China. Uh, the Chinese have countered back with uh, attacking American farmers, uh, taxing, putting tariffs on their goods uh, that are coming into the country. A lot of these, uh, a lot of the American farms are pr providing soy products, porks, uh, et cetera, et cetera, to not just China, but to many uh place throughout the world but china is like i said responding to their own uh, responding to our tariffs with tariffs of their own and they're affecting the states the uh republican states that went ahead and voted for trump now at the moment the u.s is actually facing a 552.3 billion dollar trade deficit with that being said the farmers and the legislature or at least the congressmen that are representing them in their states are pretty much saying they want a trade and not an aid type of uh procedure where they're opening up trade and not, you know, basically causing trouble for them by starting tariff wars. They're telling Trump, OK, well, let's let's work it out with these guys. Let's let's uh, let's let's work something out. So we're all we're all able to trade. Uh, we don't want to be taxed. We don't really need we don't really want the aid either. Now, the tariffs are not um, not only affecting uh, farmers and so on and so on. It's also going to start affecting home homeowners. Appliances, including washing machines, are already up 20 percent. Uh, mostly that's due to because of aluminum, prices of aluminum and other metals and the tariffs that the U.S. are putting in on that. Um, and of course, a lot of these other countries, uh, whether it be Europe, I would say more so in Asia, China uh, specifically are creating a lot of these appliances uh, of course that's what they're using these they're using the aluminum and the other metal products that are being taxed for those raw materials for those uh, for your uh, appliances and therefore you're seeing you're gonna see a price intake there also you're gonna see also a price inc increase of up to 30 percent in lumber so if you plan on building your house uh, look out for that. Also, there's going to be increased costs for solar energy in uh, residential homes. It's going to go up. Uh, prices will start up uh, going up between five hundred and a thousand dollars. Also, um, and more importantly, last part here, we got the storm shutters. Um, storm, sh storm shutters in coastal states that do have hurricane issues, they will also go up by twenty percent. So this is not just going to affect just 
you know, Trump and business and just these farmers, it's going to eventually affect everybody because a lot of this stuff is going to go up and a lot of us more than likely won't be able to afford it. All right, y'all. Finally, I'm going to get to one uh, big piece here. And I could have talked about it yesterday, but I'll I'll talk a little bit about it more today. And uh, the big news, of course, is your man R. Kelly and his new song. I admit it's a 19 minute song. He's a king of, you know, making these long ass songs and uh, trilogy, uh, not necessarily trilogies, but, you know, you know how he did with the uh, the Trapped in the Closet series. You know, he made that a whole series. But anyways. It's a weird um, type of song. Of course, it's called I Admit. And he's basically discussing his allegations of uh, he's and he's basically kind of putting some of it out there. He's addressing uh, the sex cult. He's addressing the fact that he did have sex with under underage women at many points in his life. He's also talking about his financial problems right now. Um, it's really revealing. And, uh, you know, I would suggest you listen to it. Um, I looked over some of the lyrics and he's I mean, for the most part, I mean, of course, not everything he's admitting to or, you know, whatever. But if you needed 19 minutes to really air some feel like you needed to, you know, air some things out, you needed 19 minutes to do it. I think it's obvious that he has some somewhat of a guilty conscience. He has something that he has that's on his soul. And uh, I believe he was trying to bear that to us with that. uh, Hopefully, um. you know, he's able to get the help he needs in terms of whatever uh, mental health uh, services are available or he might want that or whatever. And, you know, hopefully he gets his finances, finances together. But definitely the underage girls stuff, you're going to have to let go, buddy. And uh, the sex cult, he's of course, he's not saying it's true. Uh, you already got people saying the otherwise, quote unquote, victims. I don't know really what to make of them. I haven't really heard their testimony, but obviously it's out there. Obviously, there is contrary evidence to say that, you know, this is kind of what he was doing. Um, and again, you know, I've I, I've always I, I felt a certain way about our Kelly when I first heard about him pissing on the 15 year old girl and it was on camera. Um, I don't like that, I, you know, as and I'll be I'll level with you guys as a child who suffered through uh, physical and sexual abuse. Unfortunately, um, I, re- I really don't have uh, sympathy for those type of people. And even since back then, I think I was about in fifth grade uh, when this happened. And I was the, I think I was one of the few people that would really be adamant against him. Uh, I would hear his song on the radio. I would tell my mom to change the channel. I don't support that. You know, um, you know, my friends would still listen to him. They step in the name of love. I, I didn't do it. I don't I don't do that. One thing I don't do is is I don't I don't I don't tolerate and I'm not with touching these kids. You know, that's why James Dunn, uh, he had to he had to be let go, really. And then if I was if I was anybody in any loss in any law situation, I'd be investigating him. That, that that doesn't that doesn't fly with me. I don't I don't do jokes about pedophilia. I don't support pedophilia um, on any level. Uh, so whether it's just joking about it or whether it's actually participating in it, I think that, you know, it's. To me, hey, it's one thing to be a, you know, gay, lesbian, transgender. Leave the babies alone. Don't touch them. Don't don't touch them sexually. Leave them leave them things alone. Leave them babies alone. Leave us alone. Leave the kids alone. We don't need it. Let us grow up and make our own decisions. That's what I'm going to say about that. 
And uh, we're going to wrap this up real quick. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into these sports. Uh, we got some football news to talk about as well as some NBA. And, of course, like I promised to you guys, we're going to have that uh, Pac-12. We're going to start the we're gonna start the college football preview. Uh, we're going to start. We're gonna kick off the season off right. We're going to talk about the Pac-12 conference first. And then uh, tomorrow night, you know, like I said, we'll break it down. But we'll start with, uh, off with the Pac-12 conference. And then uh, we're also going to we're gonna wipe, uh, wrap this all up with some uh, base news as well so y'all stay tuned we will be right back all right y'all so we are right back um i told you we're gonna get into the sport news and we're gonna start off with this nfl here and training camp for 22 teams actually total 27 in total uh 22 teams will be opening up the training camp with their whole squad the others the other uh the others are gonna just have their veterans uh, a couple teams that are gonna start uh, that are gonna start camp today with their full squads are gonna be the buffalo bills the browns the niners and the seahawks um and then the veteran camps that are gonna be opening up uh, a few of those are going to be the Steelers, Bucks, Colts, and Bengals. The rest of the league should be starting camp uh, within the next couple of days, so I'll let you know as that comes along. And uh, another big news, uh, some other big news, NFL news here. Uh, we got Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas, a uh, six-time pro baller, baller from the Seattle Seahawks, has decided he will not attend the Seahawks minicamp. Uh, apparently, he is not happy with his current uh, veteran minimum contract, which is going to pay him eight point five million dollars this year he will not participate in any on the field activities until the team basically uh, addresses the situation he either wants to be signed uh re-signed or traded uh recently earlier uh this offseason uh maybe even during the offseason he uh you know, he had that uh, statement on Twitter. He said, Dallas, come and get me. Jerry Jones. Uh, recently, he's also ca- called on the Raiders to come get him. So I don't know what assets either one of those teams have. Uh, it looks to me at this point, Dallas is out of the picture. I don't know about Oakland. They may be interested, but I'm not too sure what packages they have to bring him in and so so forth. Um Last year, he had, he uh, got a combined 88 tackles and two interceptions, so he still has it in him. Uh, he can still be, you know, a reliable, I guess a reliable starter. Um, definitely still hit. So, I don't know what his plan uh, his plan is after this year, and I really don't know if his team, uh, his current team, the Seattle, Seattle, makes a move right now with him. So, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. We'll see what happens near the start of the season. Um, let's move move on to the uh, NBA. Now, Kawhi, he passed uh, his physical yesterday for the Raptors. It looks like the quad injury is all healed up, and he hasn't played since January 13th uh, when he was last with the Spurs. So, this should be interesting. Um, there is there was some speculation on him uh, possibly sitting out, but that would not be good because there's a rule in the NBA and in, in, in contract signing, uh, which basically means if he does not play this year, if he chooses to sit out this year, uh, just just on his own merit, on his own uh, cognizance, uh, what, ba- what will basically happen was it will, will ha- what will basically happen will will be is he won't be eligible for a new contract unless he is released by the Toronto Raptors. So if he decides not to play this year and Toronto decides to eventually release him, then maybe he has a chance. But uh, apparently he's he's also said recently that he does plan on staying. So I don't know how serious he is about that. And also he's not, uh, contrary to former reports, he will not be suiting up for Team USA this year. He will not be in the mini camp in Las Vegas. 
Uh, it might have something to do with uh, Greg Popovich being the coach there for that team. So it does not look like that's going to work out for him. All right, so we're going to get right into this college football. Um, we got a Pac-12 preview. I told you, like I told you guys, we're going to preview the conference today. Um, now, let's get right to it. The Pac-12 uh, was a very interesting con- uh, conference. We'll start off with talking a little bit about uh, how last year went for them. They finished with three teams in the top 25. They had Stanford at number 20, Washington at number 16, their highest-ranked team. At one point, they did have a. They were in line for a playoff berth. Um, and then they had USC at number 18. Um, in terms of their standings, uh, we'll talk about the Pac-12 North real, real uh, quick. Excuse me. We got Stanford coming in at number one, uh, seven and two in the conference, nine and five overall. Washington uh, also ended up going seven and two, ten and three overall. If I'm not mistaken, it was either, I want to say it was uh, they made it to the. I want to say it was Stanford. Um, Stanford and USC in the Pac-12 title game. Um, so then you also had, uh, excuse me, um, who we have here? Oh, I'm sorry, Washington State. They also finished six. They they finished six and three in the conference, nine and four overall. At four, you had Oregon uh, finishing their season at four and five, seven and six. Often, often on year for them, they were able to beat uh, Nebraska early in the season. A good close game against a solid Big Ten opponent, but then they lost their starter Justin Herbert for a few weeks, and they went. They didn't have a great Pac-12 record either. They, like I said, they finished four or five, and then you had Cal and Oregon State bringing up the rear. Uh, Cal finished two and seven in conference, five and seven overall, and then you also had uh, Oregon State. Uh, they finished uh, zero and nine in conference, one and eleven overall. Uh, let's get to the South Pac-12 South real quick. USC, of course, finished number one, eighty-one in the conference, eleven and three overall. They also uh, had a had a chance at a playoff berth last year up until maybe last few weeks of the season i believe or uh, arizona state finished second in the in the south division six and three in conference play seven and six overall i think that's a good high mark right there um personally and then we got arizona uh five and four in the conference seven and six overall then we have ucla at number uh four excuse me four and five overall six and seven uh four and five in the conference excuse me six and seven overall utah is at five three and six in the conference seven and six overall and then we have colorado bringing up the last place i told you about his their coach last night uh mike mcintyre he's on his lips what could be his last limbs there if he doesn't get it together? He finished two and seven, like I told you last night, on uh, the conference play, and then five and seven overall. Now, like I said, the Pac-12 ended with um, three teams ranked in the top twenty-five. Yet only went one and eight last year in the ball games. So uh, outside of the playoffs, like I told you guys, they still play. Uh, they still play these ball games and ball all ball games are are postseason games, you know, so on and so forth. So they're not, you know, outside of the, the playoff, that's kinda like a runners up trophy, you know, something a little bit extra to get. But uh the Pac twelve only finished one and eight and their one their one game that they did when it was is uh Utah going uh I'm sorry, uh beating West Virginia thirteen of fourteen. So um, you know, Looking at the conference, they definitely had some good teams, some solid teams. But again, they weren't able to get it done in the in the ball season. So that 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 definitely hurt them. Uh, 
However, they have some good recruiting classes, though, in terms of nationally uh, ranked teams. They currently have four, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, actually, yeah, they have three actually in the top uh, 20. They have USC at number four, who's drafted five uh Five five-star recruits, including Amon Ross, St. Brown, a wide receiver from modern day, Palei uh, Gaoteti from Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. He's an uh, inside linebacker. Then you got Tay, uh, JT da- uh, Daniels, Amon Ross' uh, teammate at modern day. You also got Elijah Griffin, cornerback from Mission Viejo. Uh, and then you also got uh, 13 four-star recruits, and they pretty much control the state of California, which is good for them. Uh, definitely we're able to get back on top in terms of recruiting. Like I said, the number four overall, uh, the first in the conference. Then you got Oregon at number thirteen. They're they're the second and they're the second uh, best recruiting team in the Pac-10 at the moment. They were able to get four four-star recruits, including Jalen Hall, uh, wide receivers from Long Beach Poly. They were also able to get Steve Stevens, a safety from Edison High School in Fresno, California. Whoop whoop, California in the house. And that was a big uh, point this year with the Oregon team. Uh, they did a lot. Of recruiting in California, got a lot of California uh, uh, recruits, uh, three and four stars. They're calling it the Cali Flock this year. They should they should be able to uh, come in and pretty much help out either immediately with it or within the next year. And then we also got Tyler Show, uh, quarterback from Hamilton, Arizona. And then you also got Jamal Elliott, uh, running back from Hillside High School in North Carolina. They also got seven more uh, four-star recruits uh, that signed letters of intent. So as long as those come through, they are looking at one of the top, uh, not only one of the top you know, including classes in this conference, but also in the country. And then we got uh, Washington, who was able to get five, uh, sorry, four five-star recruits. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think five. Yeah, five four-star recruits. Excuse me. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. They got one five-star recruit, uh, Marquise uh, Spiker. He's a wide receiver from Murrieta Valley in Murrieta, California. And they also got 10 four-star recruits, including Colson Yankoff, uh, Yankoff, excuse me, uh, quarterback from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. They also got Al uh, Caho, inside linebacker from Reno, Nevada, Nevada, excuse me. Julius Irvin, not to be confused with Dr. J. He's from Servite in Anaheim, California. And then they also got Sam Timoni, offensive guard from East High School in Utah, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. So it all, oh, and also not to forget uh, UCLA, ranked at number 19. Uh, we got UCLA. They got nine four-star recruits, uh, including Dorian Thompson Robinson, also uh, from Bishop Gorman. He's a quarterback. Uh, Chase Cota, wide receiver. Uh, Chase Costa. Uh, yeah, Chase, I'm sorry. Chase Cota. Yes, I got that right. Wide receiver from South Bedford, Oregon. Uh, Chris Murray, offensive guard from modern day. You see a lot of guys from modern day, especially in the uh, the West Coast teams, I like that. It's a good high school. Uh, always, always known for do- producing not only college talent, but pro talent as well. And you also got Bo Calvert, offensive linebacker from Oaks Christian. Uh, that's also in California as well. Now, uh, this year, uh, the Pac-12, they have a couple of um, non-conference games that are important, uh, especially for the teams that will more than likely be uh, at least given some type of playoff, uh, you know, push or consideration, including Stanford, uh, USC and Washington. So we got uh, 
the first game I'm going to talk about here, I talked a little bit about it last night, but I'm just, I'm just going to state it here. You got Auburn and Washington and Atlanta, uh, and that's going to be September 1st. That's going to be probably the biggest game of the year, especially for Washington and a Pac-12 team in regardless. That's probably the best team we're going to be playing, in my opinion, in terms of a non-conference. Then we also got Stanford and Notre Dame, uh, two teams that could possibly have a playoff spot. Uh, more uh, Stanford is definitely is a top ten. I've already talked about them. That's going to be September the twenty third. Uh, that's like I said, that should be a good game right there to kind of determine, you know, who's worthy of a spot. And then you also got uh, UCLA and Oklahoma. UCLA uh, has the potential to be a sleeper in this conference, meaning they might do something this year. Uh, Oklahoma, like I said, they already their quarterback is a little bit iffy coming into this year. Uh, well, it, it'll be it'll be good to see them get get going against another Power Five conference team early in the year. Uh, that'll be another good game. And finally, um, oh, oh oh, before we get into that, we also got uh oh yeah, I'm sorry. And finally, we got USC and Notre Dame, and this is gonna be in November. Uh, I pretty much. I think USC has a potential to run the table, and so this will pretty much be an important game for them. Uh, Notre Dame will more than likely be ranked, so it will be a good game to solidify a playoff spot for them, especially if they're if for USC at least, especially if they're in position. Um, so uh, definitely, those are some key non-conference games. I would say look out for those, uh, and definitely we're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk real quick. We're going to talk about a few uh, key conference games. We got USC going up against. Stanford. Stanford 9-8. That'll definitely, that'll, in my opinion, that'll definitely go a long way in determining uh, at least how good USC and Stanford is. Therefore, probably being even a preview for the Pac-12 conference title game. Also, Stanford and Oregon, I think these two guys are sleepers or actually, in my opinion, dark horses. And Oregon, I will say Stanford's a dark horse to win the the, the the conference. I will say Oregon's a sleeper to win the conference and maybe a dark horse to win the division, the Pac-12 North division. That's going to be uh, September the 22nd. Uh, again, in my opinion, like I said, this game is important because in my opinion, this will be a game that, especially early, it will kind of, it will start to, it will help you start getting a clearer picture who's the better team and who's the better team in this in the divisions and therefore who's going to be closer to representing the conference with that being said i got another game for oregon they're going to go up against washington the reason why i say this is a key game because i just see oregon being a little bit better than they were last year they have a better coach they're bringing in some better uh recruits this year they have consistency at the running back and quarterback position. Um, my thing would be just seeing how far that defense comes along. And again, I'm not 100% sure Washington runs the table in the conference. So this might be one of the games that they would have to look out for. And finally, I got US, uh, UCLA versus USC. Definitely, like I said before, UCLA will be in a key game against Oklahoma. If they win that game, they might come in here. Maybe they might uh, go up against USC, maybe undefeated, maybe one or two losses. But I think that rivalry is going to get back to where it needs to be starting this year. Um, that will be a good game to see because, again, you'll see you'll get a good chance. And this is near the end of the year, so you'll get a chance to see who truly 
uh, deserves the, 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 the South division. That might even be the deciding game of that division, UCLA and UCLA, uh, USC. So look out for that one as well. That's going to be November the 17th. Um, and that Washington-Oregon game is going to be in October. Perfect time. Like, again, October and November are, are very crucial in conference games because you're starting to see who can definitely win the table or win that conference. So look out for those games in uh, October and November. Uh, my conference uh, favorite right now uh, is USC. I think they have the most complete team. Uh, they're consistent at coaching. Again, they have one of the top recruiting classes. This might be a year they repeat again as conference champs. Uh, with that being said, I got Washington coming through a win in the North at this moment. Uh, again, uh, they'll – Definitely play Oregon in in uh, I'm sorry. You'll definitely see them play or yeah, you'll definitely see them play Oregon in October. And I do believe that they play Stanford sometime even before or after that. So you'll see their progression as well. But as of right now, I got them one in the north. Uh like I said, consistency at coaching. They are bringing back Jake Browning. I did talk about this last night. So I I like their chances. As opposed to dark horses to win the the whole thing. Uh, I'm definitely gonna go with Stanford. I think Sanford has probably the best defense um, in the Pac-12. Uh, one of the met the I guess the most yeah the most cons- the most consistent coaching staff within the Pac-12. I don't see why not. They uh, you know the past decade they've had you know some of equally the best athletes, not better athletes. So I definitely got to look at Stanford as a dark horse. Now for this for uh, the South Championship, uh, dark couple of dark horses I have are UCLA and Arizona State. I definitely like those teams. They they seem to be on the rise. Arizona State had a, a really solid record against uh, the conference last year. They beat uh, they beat my favorite team Oregon, and I think they went yeah they definitely went six and three. Over overall so definitely a team to look out for in terms of sleepers overall people that could you know shock the shock the conference uh if not you know win the entire thing at least make it make it to the conference championship i got oregon again i see oregon they're bringing back their quarterback again they have a co- coach that they believe in um they're bringing some more athletes there's no there's no guarantee of course but definitely a sleeper Arizona State as well, and I give it to them because, again, they had a good conference record last year. And then I have Washington State here as well. They were they were a couple games away from winning the, the conference championship a couple years ago. You know, the team like that, you always kind of got to keep around somewhere in the conversation because there's no, there's no telling when they can get back. And in terms of winning the North, uh, in terms of sleepers, again, I got Oregon and Washington State. Uh, again, just two teams that I feel that could go either way this year. And then for the South, I got Arizona, Arizona or Utah. Both two teams are wild cards. I don't know which uh, one, where either one of them could go. Have pretty solid overall records. So again, you never know. And just to give them some respect, I will put their name out there as a sleeper. All right, y'all. We're gonna take one last break for tonight, and we will be back with some MLB news. Y'all take care. We will be, we'll be right back. <laughs> This here, man. Yeah, I mean West Coast, nigga. Click clack up, nigga. Bees up. Yeah, I'm talking about C's up, Bay boy. You broke ass niggas ain't fucking with mess here. The boy Zab Judah be hugging the SL. I ride through mugging, yerping the sweet. 
Bad bitch riding shotgun, hand on my heat Popping great goose bottles, I'm loving this life On the phone with my plug like I'm loving this price Haha, <laughs> yeah click clack baby I don't sit and talk about it, I go get that baby You gotta step your game up, you fucking with men I don't give a fuck how much money I spend I can buy you the cute bag with the boots to match It's a big step from Big Lots and TJ Maxx I let yellow canaries grab your throat And I do this shit tomorrow like fuck being broke Crossing the Bay Bridge looking out my stunners Young project nigga with a fetish with counting hundreds like huh? Whistle and watch a hundred niggas come with them guns I can take your back though Cook it up in that jar, make it straight A1 on the one Whistle and watch a hundred niggas come with them guns I can take your back, throw drums And cook it up in that jar, make it straight A1 on the one you only ass niggas ain't fucking with slick I'm getting money like a first round pick for the signing Towering over you monkeys on some ghetto giraffe shit Talk saucy and you can get your ass kicked Unfadeable when SoCal in the Bay click 415 roll with diamonds in the pen Richmond Vallejo, LA to Dago Mob and Bay and Soil with hitters on the payroll Down south niggas come and get the yayo Fuck the rap game, no it ain't what we wait for why do that when I can supply tricks with cat? Get enough scratch off a white bash, the rapper made back. Or ever seen a dumb move swing a Maserati? Come to Southeast, be me, I'm never off the potty. Defecating on those hating, still tipping, still shitting. Trigger race, still shipping. One, whistle and watch a hundred niggas come with them guns. I can take it back, throw uh -huh, drums, uh -huh. and cook it up in that jar, make it straight A1 on the one. Whistle and watch a hundred niggas come with them guns I can take your back, throw drums And cook it up in that jar, make it straight A1 on the one Austin Martin, ice receipts, 22 winter shanties, ostrich feet. Niggas stacked 30 grand, went and bought the piece. What they spent on their car, went and bought my teeth. Pack of calico, this beef shit ain't obsolete. Nigga, both fresh home, so the mob complete. Fuck a hater, I'll fuck your bitch on Prada sheets. Make a gobble the meat to make you swallow the heat. This is deep east open, 6-5-1 till I'm done. Whistle and watch a hundred niggas come with them guns. I can take your back, dope crumbs, and cook it up in that jar, make it straight A1. One on the one, my goons tear this bitch up. Have you died the shots running to your bulletproof truck? Fuck with you them guns gon' bust, get touched up, and thus we trust, nigga. I'll fuck you up. What? One whistle and watch a hundred niggas come with them guns. I can take your back, throw uh -huh, crumbs, and uh -huh. cook it up in that jar, make it straight A1 on the one. Whistle and watch a hundred niggas come with them guns. I can take your back, throw crumbs, and cook it up in that jar, make it straight A1 on the one. Alright y'all, before we wrap it up, we got some of the uh, baseball scores that wrapped up today. We got the uh, Rays beating the Yankees 3-2. to uh, We got the Mets beating the Padres 6-4. to The Dodgers lost to the Phillies today 3-7. to The Cardinals lost to the Reds 3-7 to as well. The Indians had a uh, easy game against the Pirates, 4-zip. The Nats were able to come out on top against the Brewers, 7-5. In the AL Central, the Tigers were able to beat the Royals, 8-4. In the NL Central, uh, the Cubs, uh, the, the division-leading Cubs, were able to beat the Arizona Diamondbacks from the NL West. Um, again, I see another double-digit score here. I see these a lot. This is probably the most I've seen in any season in baseball. Uh, the Twins beat the Blue Jays today, 12-6. 
six. Uh, the uh, the Mariners and the Giants played. Um, it was a close game pretty much throughout. Uh, Mariners won 3-2. Uh, Giants were able to tie the game in the seventh with an RBI double from Hunter Pence. Yet, when it was all said and uh, done, John Shigura, Segura was able to seal the win for the for the Mariners 3-2 uh, with his game-winning single. Uh, he was able to get a, a, sorry, a single RBI. And uh, the Giants, they're struggling. Uh, they also lost their first baseman, uh, Brandon Belt, as well. It just sucks for them. And also, uh, good news, uh, at least for the Mariners, they do hold on to the second wild card spot uh, against my A's. I believe they are still up at least a game. Uh, Giants were supposed to get that done today. They would have helped us out a lot, my team out. Uh, speaking of which, the A's uh, were able to beat the Rangers again in, a, in you know late game fashion, uh, probably I think the third or fourth time at least this year. Uh, the game, uh, this game pretty much went up back and forth. Uh, Mark Conha and Jeff Lowry got started off early with homers. Of course, the Rangers took the lead back at some point, and when it was all said and done, your man uh Steven Piscotti was able to get the uh was able to get a was able to tie the game in the ninth with his own solo home run. And for I believe the second night in a row, I wanna say, uh Chris Davis was able to get the uh game winning uh home run in the tenth. So uh we're looking hot again. Uh we're challenging for that second uh wild card spot. Uh, with all that's you know, with as hot as I want to say we are, there's no doubt in my mind that we can't get it or even possibly push for the first. Uh, with with that being said, it'll be an interesting matchup. I would I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the Rangers and the A's play uh, having one playoff game to see who goes to the playoffs at this point. Uh, the Yankees are like I said last night are in the mix as well. But uh, I'm definitely pulling for my team. <laughs> and uh, to wrap it all up, we got the Astros beating the Rockies 2-3. to three, And the Chicago White Sox uh, lost uh, to the Angels today, 3-11. Uh, to 11. All right, y'all, we'll be right back tomorrow. Of course, we're going to have the word on the street. And we're going to uh, continue our college football series. Tomorrow, we will break down. Uh, I would pro- I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to mix it up between power conferences and uh, smaller minor conferences. So uh, I'll probably end up doing the Mac or something tomorrow, something low low key, maybe even the conference, maybe Conference USA or the American Conference. Uh, so we'll break one of those down. Of course, we got some uh, football news, whatever comes this way. Uh, we're also going to start uh, conference and division uh, previews for that as well, since that season's coming up too. We might even just do one uh, one of those tomorrow, depending on how much news is coming out in terms of the NFL. I think there's a couple things referring to the anthem that I wanted to get to uh maybe just one thing i wanted to get to referring to that so we might we might end up doing that tomorrow as well all right y'all so we'll be right back tomorrow like i said this is never out of bounds and this is your host el jamal and once again i want to thank everybody for taking the opportunity to listen this is on itunes now and spotify i'm glad because it's pretty easy those are well-known sites those are well-known places that people can go to so let your friends know that everybody know that i'm here and i'm not going nowhere we're getting we're on the uh, countdown to 50 y'all so peace out and have a good night